The ongoing popularity of all these disparate visions demonstrates how strongly Carol's work continues to be loved. So, how did this anthology come about? I was being interviewed at a convention a few years ago, and someone from the audience asked me what anthology I hadn't yet done but would like to. I mentioned that I adore the Alice books, and after the event, I was encouraged by several bar companions to try to sell such an anthology. So, I did. And this is what you now have. Eighteen stories and poems inspired by Alice, by Lewis Carroll, by the Critters of Wonderland. Some of the entries are fanciful, others are dark indeed. In either case, I hope you find as much enjoyment in these works as you have in the original books. Gentle Alice Chris Dykeman She sifts among the dirty plates and shards of shattered mirrors piled in splintered mounds, searching for a single cup still sound and whole amid the chaos of the table spread before her like a field at battle's end, strewn with bent spoons, ruined pawns, crushed petals, white and red. I watch from my perch above the table, invisible beneath the moon. At last she finds the one gilt-edged survivor. She pours in tea, cold and thick with dormouse fur. Her reflection in the dented pot is a stranger to herself, the Red Queen's bloody crown heavy on her brow. She swirls once, twice, thrice, flicks her wrist, leans forward, to read black dregs against bone china. What future is written there? She's weary now of games and trials, knaves, rabbits, riddles with no answers, food that grows and shrinks her at its fancy. But where to go? Home to dreaming spires? Can fairy stories told along the river's edge still keep her heart content? Can any earthly prince amaze a girl who faced a pasteboard queen? She could stay, grow tall, rule this dark, strange world, call for clamor, lopped heads, and painted roses. But gentle Alice longs for bedtime. If she can, she'll nod and sleep and wake to home. Clean sheets, butter biscuits, hot milk in a clean cup, and kitten Dinah's sweet, soft purr, instead of magic cats that, smiling, disappear. My Own Invention Delia Sherman Two forward, one across, and I'm in a wood, the seventh square, since I know who I am. My horse is plodding down a path, unspooling under her hooves like a ball of wool, only wider, while I think of ways to wake kings or small children or writers, all of whom seem to be constantly sleeping and dreaming of me in the seventh square, on a horse with a mind of her own. My horse's name is Horse. She carries not only me, but also two sets of armor, hers and mine, a saddle, a spiked club, a sword, a mouse trap, sans mice, 
a bunch of carrots and another of onions, a beehive, sans bees, fire irons, and a bundle of reeds for a campaign chair. It will fold and have its own sunshade and turn into a table suitable for cards or tea. All I need is some string to tie it with, or possibly glue. It's my own invention. In the clearing, the Red Knight is climbing onto his horse. Beside a large silver dish, suitable for serving plum cake or sliding down a snowy hill, stands an Alice. The Red Knight brandishes his club and shouts at the Alice, who looks alarmed, as well she might. The Red Knight has a voice like cold peas porridge. Ahoy! Ahoy! Check! I cry. She's my prisoner, you know, says the Red Knight crossly, and we fight. It is awkward and noisy and...